Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One hundred episodes of AEW Dynamite. Do you remember when it was October two thousand nineteen? We were like, "We've got a brand new wrestling show," and now somehow we've got to the big one zero zero. And if you ask me, which you don't, but you're going to get an answer anyway, I would say that AEW Dynamite probably right now is better than it ever has been. Oh, that's right. Don't at me. Good morning, Mister Melo. Welcome to One Culture Wrestling, and indeed, it's time to take the finger of power and go through the one hundredth episode of Dynamite to see if they smashed it out the park. Or to see if they dropped it on the floor and we had to watch it die. That's way too much. Everybody just needs to calm down. So let's up those doubts. You people are just way too nice as human beings because once again there were a bunch of signs for ups and downs asking for ups I know I say this every single week but it's important to me it blows my brain it makes me feel really good it inspires me it motivates me obviously it makes me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum tum and if you ask you of course get it up so it's an up for all the signs but genuinely from the bottom of my heart Thank you very much. And for the one guy that said, well, if I bring a sign saying, give me a down, would you give me a down? Of course, I listen to you. I then realized that we had a problem with FTR because they were out for their match against Santana and Ortiz. And given all the videos we've seen recently and the injury that Cash Wheeler suffered, I realized, man, I really feel sorry for these guys and I kind of want them to win. And they're meant to be bad guys. So what the fluff has happened? So it got me right in my emotional gland, as did the fact that Cash and Dax were wearing gear dedicated to Bobby Eaton. So I was like, my word, you guys are just spilling over with love right now. That's kind of why I like this so much, because I feel the same about Santana and Ortiz, and they just decided to smash this as hard as they could, and smash they did. Dex Harwood and Santana started this thing off and they did some wrestling. Not sure why I felt the need to shout that. Before that kind of broke down, so they chopped the hell out of each other, which is not a thing. It's not like their hands were hitting each other's chests and like demons and fire and flame was coming out of there. If it did, we'd probably be watching an Alexa Bliss segment. <laughs> I'm going to really regret saying that because people are going to get mad it was a joke. It also riled up Ortiz and Wheeler who decided to get in there. And then the tag team claxon and sounded early because everybody was fighting. And then this ended with the inner circle chap doing a couple of stereo dives. 
I would describe this as fun. When they were on the outside too, Santana jumped off Ortiz's back to do a senton into FTR who were against the barricade. So we were getting everything here as well as a lot of violence. And let's not pretend otherwise. When we tune into wrestling, we do want a little bit of brutality because deep down we are screwed up people. Cash and Dice don't enjoy being beaten up though. So when they got back in the squared circle, they grabbed this poor Ortiz and just chucked him into the ring post over and over again. And then they exposed the turnbuckle which I presume was some kind of callback to the fact that Cash Wheeler got that devastating injury. Then they hit the Brain Buster too, which is how they won the last match. I was like, oh no, they're going to win again. But of course, Santana Ortiz kicked out at two. Smart wrestling. This then led to a bunch of awesome near falls, including one after the big ring. But then Dax Harwood found himself isolated in the ring. Santana and Ortiz just rained pain down on him and they got the one, two, three. So now not only are we one to one, so we're going to have to do the rubber match. But this was such good structuring by AEW because you had this opening tag match that felt like a good old traditional wrestling match. And then when it comes to the main event... Just crazy, we'll talk about it. Danny Garcia and 2.0 were then chatting to us backstage, and these three are just perfect together. Of course, quick shout out to Matt Lee, who did have a newborn arrive recently, so massive congratulations. But the main takeaway from this is that Danny Garcia said, Darby Allen, when I take you on, I'm going to twist you into places you didn't think you'd able to be twisted. And I really thought about this. I was like, we can go left, you can go right, you can go diagonal up, maybe diagonal down. I'm pretty sure if you really wanted to, you could figure out the pretzel maneuvers, but it got me interested. I want to see what the hell he's going to do. CM Punk then opened his mouth. Up. I've already told you this. It's going to take a long time for me for the novelty to wear off. Still can't really believe he's back. And I tell you too, I did not expect this because after he had gone, man, I'm so pleased to be back. I know eventually it's all going to die down. So I'm going to appreciate every single second. He did indeed get attacked by Danny Garcia in 2.0. So for the first time in seven years, CM Punk was being beaten up in a wrestling ring. I was like, no, don't touch him. He's injured. Because I'm so used to wrestlers going away and then coming back in massive fashion because they had to retire as they were hurt. I was like, that isn't why CM Punk walked away. I felt really ashamed of myself. All of this meant, of course, he was going to need some help. And he got it in the form of Darby Allen and Sting. And we saw a Scorpion death drop and a coffin drop. And we saw the first GTS in all of this time. This was just so easy to like, especially because afterwards, Sting got the mic and basically went, CM Punk, I think you're brilliant. Thank you for coming to AEW. I mean, could we be doing this any better? The Stinger also confirmed that he will not be in his son's corner at the weekend because he has errands to do. He didn't say that last bit. But yeah, this has been a case of just keeping things simple. We've seen CM Punk cut a promo. Now we've seen his finishing move. Now we're going to go into his first ever match. I'm just going to clap my hands like I'm some kind of excited seal. Quick video hyping Kenny Omega versus Christian for the all-out pay-per-view with other members of the roster saying, well, I think this is going to happen. I think that's going to happen. And Paul White went, I think this could be the worst night of Kenny Omega's life. And I was like, gee whiz, Paul, you're really putting that one up on a pedestal. Also, do you know every single thing that has happened in Kenny Omega's life? I don't think that you do, so maybe next time you want to think about it. We went right from this to a sit-down interview with MJF, and this guy who is in my hand, he is just so good at being an asshole. 
Danny Savani was the man asking the questions, and I swear he said to MJF, you're the most disgusting being ever, which is not true, because I used to work in the cinema, right? And when you were cleaning the screens after everyone had gone, there was a dude who would go around and he would drink and eat the leftovers from the customers, so he absolutely is the most disgusting man ever, before Maxwell just went off on everything here and, of course, focused on one Christopher Jericho. Because he started to run off all the nicknames that Jericho has had over his career and said it's been such a highlight reel, he's probably going to be on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, but that's why when Maxwell Jacob Freeman beats him at Hall Out, he gets to take his place. I mean, honestly, he just knows the right things to say. He also compared a champion to Muhammad Ali, who spent way too long in the spotlight because they loved it too much, which means come Sunday, come all out, MJF will beat Chris Jericho for the fourth time and send him off into retirement. Remember what I said about simple angles that are easy to understand? Voila. Really regret doing the voila. I'm very sorry. Everything between Orange Cassidy and Matt Hardy continued next. And I just want to get in my time machine and zoom back to last week. Because I had a bunch of people going, Simon, I can't believe you didn't like that match. I did like that match. I thought it was very good. I just didn't think it should have opened the show. I thought I made that clear, but I wanted to make it clear now. Matt Hardy rocks. Orange Cassidy rocks. Together, they rock. This feud against the Hardy family office continued too. It was Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans. And this made me laugh in the first 30 seconds. Because Matt Hardy just attacked Orange Cassidy. So the went, all right, well, if you're going to do that, I'll send you to the back. And Matt Hardy was like, what? What did I do? How could you do this to me? As already stated, Matt Hardy is great. This also allowed Cassidy and Jack Evans just to do all of their stuff. So we saw a flying DDT. We saw a lot of dives. There was just a lot of flippy dippy doodah stuff here. But I like flippy dippy doodah stuff. And we hadn't seen much flippy dippy doodah stuff already. So I was happy to have it injected into my veins. Orange then hit a Mishinoko driver for a near fall before he started doing those weak kicks. And can you believe that some people still don't like this? They go, it's not very realistic. It's not very believable. Listen to the fans, man. Listen to the fans. They absolutely love it. And if they make a lot of noise, then you have done it right. This thing gets a little bit difficult for me because I don't really know what went down on TNT because I was watching on Fight TV. So I got to see the finish of this match, but my Twitter blew up with people saying, Simon, I can't believe they did the ending of the match in a commercial break. And I was like, did they? I don't know whether this is true or not, but I had enough volume of messages that I suppose they did. I quite like that, though, because I think it teaches you two important lessons. One, you should pay attention to the picture in picture because then you know what's going on. But also, two, it also teaches you that matches can end at any time. And I actually think that gives wrestling a more believable feel. It also ended with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, which Aaron Cassidy hit onto Jack Evans. But he has kind of made that his thing now. And also, do not forget for the people that go, I can't believe you don't have any distraction boards in AEW. One, as I always say, I reviewed WWE for four years before I introduced them. But also, AEW doesn't overdo them. And as you're going to find out later, when they do, they have have a story reason behind. Finally, finally, just to get people up to speed, not every single most devastating move in all of sports entertainment gets it down. It's about context. Hardy and his goons attacked afterwards, so of course we were going to have to have some more friends to come out there, which we did in the form of the best friends and in the form of the Jurassic Express, and they're going to have a massive 10-man tag at All Out. I think during the buy-in, sounds good to me. We then had some tennis promos between Miro and Eddie Kingston as they went back and forth. And my word, my heart was just singing. Because basically here we have two psychopaths that want to try and kill each other. And I cannot wait to see this match. Honestly, go and listen to some of the things they said here. They're not right in the brain. But my word, they kick it all the ass. Did the same thing when we got to John Moxley who was talking about Kojima. So if you're into just people punching each other right in the face, you should get your $20 and buy it all out. 
they absolutely will deliver that. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Chris Jericho was then here. All right. Now, the aim of this, of course, was always going to be to plant that seed of doubt in your mind that maybe, just maybe, come Sunday, Jericho could retire. And in order to do that, we pulled out all the stops here. Because firstly, Jim Ross was doing the interviewing, so like, oh my gosh, they're old-time friends. And when a champion was out here, he was doing old catchphrases. He said his career started in Chicago, so wouldn't it be apt if it ended in Chicago? He was properly emotional. So get out your fishing rods, hook, line, and sinker. I now have that 1% like, oh, maybe it's going to happen, which in wrestling is all you need. He also said that he is desperate to continue wrestling, but how is he going to be able to do that or look himself in the mirror if he can't beat MJF? And then he called Maxwell a little prick. So this is just a good segment. It used the words to convince you of a story and of an outcome that maybe you didn't think beforehand. Up. Darby Allen then addressed CM Punk, and I think this is the first time we've seen this, so I was intrigued. And he basically said, I shall beat CM Punk or die trying. Now, if anybody else had come out of that, I'd be a little bit worried. But I just think that's how Darby Allen lives his life. Like, goes to the grocery market and does something crazy, almost dies. Goes to the loo, does something crazy, almost dies. He's just cooking some eggs and maybe, like, pushes his face into the pan and he almost dies. It's just Darby Allen, man. I think that match is going to rock. Powerhouse Hobbs versus Brian Cage was next as we continue the fallout of Brian Cage being kicked out of Team Taz. And I do think it's fair to say that this storyline has taken a little bit of a backseat recently. But look. This was two giant men, two big hosses, slapping man meat. You're always going to win me over. Up. This is also down to the fact that they just went nuts. Like Cage attacked Hobbs during his entrance because he was just so mad and he was chucking him into the barricade. But then that dastardly hook was causing the distraction. Hobbs was able to get back on top. 
And he wasn't doing anything technical here. He was getting Brian Cage and he was just hurling them around. I kind of figured out what was going to happen because Ricky Starks was nowhere to be seen. So of course, towards the end of the thing, out ran Rick with his FDW title. Hook was like, ha I know the plan. He distracted the ref. Ricky Starks smashed Brian Cage in the head with the belt. Will Hobbs hit this crazy power slam thing. One, two, three. The color orange wins again. We, of course, are going to get Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage at All Out, and surely Brian Cage has to win that one. And as a smaller side, I really like Big Willie Hobbs. I think he's going to do good things. We then got the promise of death, because of course we did. But Malachi Black was here in one of his videos, and he was like, Look, I feel like I spared Cody, I feel like I spared Brock and Arn Anderson. But you, Lee Johnson, you have seven days to atone for your sins. I don't believe you've done that. So on Rampage, I'm gonna murder you. And if you looked into this guy's eyes, I actually think he's gonna do it. I really like QT Marshall. I think he has a hard time online by some people. I think he understands his role really well and he has one of those shibbing grins that you just wanna punch. I also think that Paul White, the big show, whatever the hell you wanna call him, is a legend of this business and has a career that anybody would be envious of. When it comes to their feud, this bald a-hole doesn't get it. Now, it's far more focused than it was last week, in the sense the factory went, Paul White, get out here. So he did come down and he started to beat everybody up, including swatting Aaron Solo away like he was a fly. And he was standing tall. And I was like, okay, if that's how this ends, I suppose it's a nice and easy way to build to the match that's happening in a few days. But then the gun club ran out to try and assist, even though they were 30 seconds too late. And when Paul White had turned his back to Billy Gunn, Bill got a chair and he attacked Paul White as his sons went, yeah, get him dead, get him dead, because I guess they don't want to be grounded. So indeed, they have gone bad guy on Paul White. I presume because the big show turned so many times in his WWE career, Billy Gunn was like, look, if we don't turn on him, he's probably going to turn on us. QT Marshall looked absolutely perplexed by this, so I don't think he had a clue this was going to happen, and he and his boys got back in there, and they hit an assisted cutter onto Paul White. But who the hell on that AEW bingo card had in 2021... Billy Gunn turns heel. Now, I like a good swerve as much as anybody, but this really did feel like the swerve for the sake of a swerve. Now, of course, we do have to wait and see to see what Billy Gunn says, because he may come out with the greatest explanation ever. So I'm happy to return to this once we do get into the future. But as for now, I just got to give it a down because the last thing I expected or needed to see was this in this feud. I mean, honestly, it really has become a wild ride. You do gotta love Britt Baker though. She plays you like a fiddle. Cause she was in the back letting us know that both Rebel and Jamie Hayter are going to be in the Casino Battle Royal, meaning one of them will win and she won't have to defend her title cause they're her girls and they would never turn her back on her. When she also started to say, also I have some big news to announce because a free agent has signed with AEW and obviously people are like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be Adam Cole. <laughs> No, it wasn't. It's Britt Baker, who I presume was pretending that her contract had expired, and Tony Khan had just bumped her up for a few more years. Gotcha. During these negotiations, too, she has demanded that she is going to face Chris Statlander in a title match at All Out. She wants there to be a little match beforehand, which is going to go down a rampage, and it's going to be Rebel and Jamie taking on Chris in a handicap match. So this is just trying to screw over the alien. Damn that dentist. We were then straight into Penelope Ford versus Ty Conte, and I thought this was absolutely brilliant. And the really cool thing about both of these people is that you can actually see them improving week in, week out, especially if you watch Dark and Dark Elevation. What a fun little time this was. Up. This was off the back of Conte getting screwed not only on last week's Dynamite, but also on Rampage, so we're starting to tie those two shows together. And because it has been the Bunny and Penelope Ford causing her a lot of distress, 
When she saw them coming out, she just dived onto both of them. She wanted some revenge. She then judoed Ford around for a while before Penelope hit this kind of springboard spear thing in the corner. And then once again, it was time for wrestling tennis. Because Ford went for a mutalock, but Conte was able to turn that into a calf slicer. And then Ty decided, I'm going to punch you in the face. But Penelope hit a gut buster instead. That's already stated. This was just really good stuff. And I would have been happy for Conte just to have hit the Ty KO or something to that effect and got the big wing. Because again, she did need her revenge. But she still got it. We just did it in a little bit of a different way. Because Ford distracted the referee, of course, and Bunny was going to get in there and attack, but Conte said, no, you don't. She got rid of her. And then she snuck behind Penelope Ford and used the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up to get the one, two, three. And I tell you, she was so happy. And I know, I know, it was another one, but I've already gone over this once. I'm not going to go over it again. But also, one, the main point of this was that Ty Conte got the win that she did. But also, two, there was an awesome fallout to this because the bad guys were beating up the good guy when all of a sudden, Anna Jay made her big surprise return. The crowd went crazy. She saved her friend. They looked at each other like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to see you. It made you feel all warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum. And sometimes you can't get mad at things no matter what else has gone on. Also, there's a few people out there that say, AEW is doing too many surprise return and debuts. Are you kidding me? You can do 782 surprise returns or debuts until the end of the year, and I will still want 783 they are the best thing about wrestling. Thunder Rose was here next, and she was just about to tell us what she's going to do in the Casino Battle Royal when she got beaten up by Nyla Rose and Jade Cargill. These two are then going to fight, but their manager's like, no, no, wait till Sunday, that's where the money is. Okay. Had a really cool video promoting MJF and Chris Jericho, and once again, AEW has done a terrific job with that. And then we got to the main event, and the same old problems reared their head. It was the Elite taking on the Lucha Brothers and the Jungle Express, and there is nothing that I can do to convey to you how much fun, how entertaining, how joyous, and how good this was. The amount of moves, the pace, the sheer talent of everybody in this... Just throw your hands in the air and say to yourself, how the hell do they keep on doing it? As ever, Phoenix isn't human because some of the stuff he pulled off here was just not normal, but that kind of goes for everybody. Like Jungle Boy was taking power bombs onto the apron. Luchasaurus and Luke Gano started off and they were just smacking each other right in the face. Carl Anderson had an awesome near fall after the magic killer. Penta was going crazy with his kick. Nick Jackson was going crazy with arm drags. And Matt Jackson just has the best facial expressions ever. I love that guy. Phoenix also smashed out this double cutter onto our tag team channel at one point, which was absolutely brilliant. But then very sadly, he was being beaten up by the Good Brothers, which worked a right treat because the Bucks were able to hit the Meltzer Driver. One, two, three. The bad guys had won, but I tell you, we were just beginning. Because at an angle that was so well thought out, it actually hurt my head. Kenny Omega then joined the party and all the bad guys started to beat the good guys up. Kenny Omega then told Don Callis to use the keys they'd stole from Tony Khan to bring down the cage, which is already above the rings. Of course, that's what's going to happen to All Out. So every little thing you could possibly think of had been tied up. This then got even better because when the evil ones were trapped in the cage, a bunch of good guys tried to get in there, but they weren't able to because that is the point. As soon as you put people in a steel cage in a wrestling thing, nobody else can get in. So if you're going to sell something kind of feud or you're going to sell some kind of war this is the way to do it we were ramming this point home from every single angle including the commentators as well and what we did here was justify every single young bucks running or distraction we've seen because the company has got pissed off with it and gone right that's it if you're going to keep screwing up our show you are going to go into this stipulation and when you can justify any kind of distraction or any kind of running you can do it as much as you want so it added all the fuel to the fire for this match on sunday but also allowed the elite to come across as just a bunch of jackasses who don't give a damn about anyone 
also Kenny Omega, is absolutely tremendous with this like hocked off my head crazy person. He was going absolutely bonkers on the microphone and I couldn't help but laugh. So this was phenomenal stuff, especially because it was the Dynamite Go Home show for All Out. And I sat there, I thought about it for ages and went through my bald skull and I was like, I don't think they could have done this any better. And if you were on the fence going, oh, do I pay the money for the pay-per-view or I don't? I think this would have pushed you over the edge to the point it doesn't just get an up, it gets a golden up. Seriously, that's how well done I thought it was. The show then ended, and of course, we've got Rampage before we do get to the pay-per-view, but this just feels like such a big week for AEW, especially because the rumors are saying a certain somebody may be about to debut. So overall, let's get an up. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.